Hey listeners, welcome back to yet another insightful episode of What the Perf podcast. This is your host Mirnath. We have Navin Kumar Namachivayam over on this episode of What the Perf podcast. You may know him from his blog QA Insights and his uh, YouTube video series on performance test tools. So let's quickly get started with the episode and check what's in the news. The first news item I have is about how Google is going to change the way the cumulative layout shift metric will be reported. We had already talked about uh, what is CLS and how it has an effect on user experience in one of our episodes in season 1. Essentially, CLS helps quantify how often users experience unexpected layout shifts. So which means lower the CLS score, better the user experience. Until now, the CLS score was measured as the cumulative of all individual shifts during the entire uh, web page session. Going forward, uh, it will be reported instead, uh, you know, by breaking up the entire session into windows of shifts, and then report the maximum score of each of those windows as the CLS score. The goal here is to help put pages with long sessions, uh, for example, single page applications. on an even footing with other short lived web pages so uh, tim cadlick from catchpoint has done some testing around this you can read more on this uh, in the link i have mentioned in the description please check it out so the second news item is about uh, the internet service by spacex starlink so it had been reported in indian media that spacex's starlink internet service had opened up for pre-orders uh, in india however the broadband india forum has reportedly asked the telecom regulatory authority of india try and uh, indian space research organization isro to block the service the service itself was going to start by the year 2022 Uh, i think it needs to be seen how things will shape up by then if you want to read more the link is in the description the third news item is about neotis being acquired by tricentis well that brings uh, the two uh, you know strong industry players in the software testing world together i think this will really help uh, the software testing community as a whole it will benefit from this development if anyone from tricent is is listening to this please keep the neotis pack going uh, i think performance community really uh, enjoys listening to that let's cut right to the conversation with navin uh, welcome navin to what the perf podcast thank you for making it uh, you know at uh, late night on a saturday i hope it's not uh, too late for you there yeah, thanks brunal for having me so uh, i i think i am saying your name right yeah it's brunal yeah you pronounced it correct so navin uh, let's get uh, started with this episode can you start with uh, you know introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners sure uh, myself navin kumar so i am a performance engineer from past uh, i guess 10 years plus uh, i i'm well known as a qa insights 
uh, in the community world. So I run a blog called the QAinsights.com uh, from past uh, eight years. And uh, initially uh, I was working as a manual tester uh, in Infosys. I was in uh, Bhuvaneshwar. I joined as a trainee there. And then I moved to Trivandrum. And then uh, from manual tester to automation and from automation to finally performance uh, testing. So luckily I've been into performance testing from past 12 years. Before that I was like, uh, typical automation and manual tester. You have switched uh, careers. I mean, first you started as a QA, then automation. Did it happen by chance or did you uh, do it on your own? You wanted to do something more or how was it? It was an accidental actually. Mm -hmm. So I was just sitting one day and uh, doing uh, uh, automation. I, at the time, I think it was, uh, we were using uh, WinRunner mm -hmm. and also QTP, uh, right? So those tools. Yeah. And one day my manager came and then he was asking me to do performance. Mm -hmm. And I was, uh, I told him, I mean, I don't know anything about performance. And then, okay, you just learn and do. That's what he told and he left. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started uh, exploring about the performance uh, testing, how you can do. So I guess my first project uh, with the load runner, mm -hmm. that was my first project uh, for an uh, insurance client. And uh, from there, I was not, I don't know anything actually about anything about load runner or performance, how to record, I don't know anything. Yeah. So it was just an accident. And then I started learning. I spent almost a week just self-exploring at the time, no time to attend any trainings. Uh, even the resources also not available at the time uh, in the, about 10 years ago, right? Yeah. So not much resources available. And uh, internet was useful, uh, but whenever you put some question, uh, you don't get answer easily. Yeah, yeah. So everything is like a self-exploratory and uh, self-learning. Mm. Luckily, I went through the phase and I was able to complete my uh, first script. It took me around uh, a week to complete my first scripting. And uh, even the scripting is just one phase. But when it comes to load testing, I was not uh, knowing much yeah. how much load I have to put, uh, how, how to uh, present the results, how to analyze the results. Mm. So eventually, uh, yeah, I learned. And then... Uh, Till today, still exploring. Uh, daily, I'm learning new, new stuffs. So that's why it's going. <laughs> so this was in uh, 2010s, I think, right? And at that time, there was... 2009. Uh, yeah, 2009. And the amount of resources available was very less. Uh, even I remember I started my career in 2010. And, you know, yes. I kind of had a similar experience as you. Uh, I was just uh, trained and just uh, put into some project and uh, mm -hmm. some senior person uh, came and asked can you start uh, you know using load runner and create some scripts so i think pretty much everybody goes through this phase in the early days right correct yes exactly yes correct but yeah, uh, yeah at that time uh, only documentation was available only doc docs right only help manual the official and, uh, uh, documentation yeah official documents yes yeah uh, and uh, the community also, that's what, as I said, right? Uh, people might not know answer uh, straight away. You have mm. to research a lot. Uh, but anything, everything is C in load runner. So that's a good part. Uh, once you're good in C, you can make use of the functions and uh, you can write the program. But if you hate C, then load runner might be overwhelming for yeah, folks who are getting started. It can be a nightmare. Yes, exactly. So uh, that's how you got into performance work. Yeah, it's a, it was an accident, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, now things have really changed from those days right at least uh, uh, like people like you are contributing back to the community so that beginners may have it easy right compared to what we had yes so why i started the blog is one of the reason is uh, i wanted to share my uh, knowledge i don't yeah. want to keep it myself exactly. and i don't want to forget myself basically mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why i want to keep a log of everything uh, so i started a blog as initially I started a blog focusing on automation mm-hmm. that was my initial uh, inception uh, the objective yeah then i once i got into performance uh, then the blog turned into a performance blog but if you see my uh, earlier posts everything is about qa and automation mainly about uh, qtp selenium was not there selenium was not getting attraction at the time but i was not into selenium but uh, everything about uh, qtp uh, and uh, manual testing mm-hmm. so uh, you were doing uh, functional testing and uh, automation for a very short period i think for a few months maybe uh, almost uh, two years oh okay so uh, does that knowledge help you even now yes because i try to automate stuff even mm. today yeah yeah i want to do it uh, manually mm-hmm. so for uh, running uh, automation uh, i don't i don't use the tools but i write some uh, bash scripts yeah. or some windows uh, shell programming yeah uh, to keep uh, run things running yeah so that automation mindset has you know helped you uh, in your current uh, work as well correct yeah even performance also it's a kind of automation so that mindset has not gone <laughs> yeah correct So Navin, uh, how would you describe what you do to a non-tech relative, say your father or uh, anyone? Okay, actually my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, she was asking this question mm. after she started uh, learning reading. And then uh, one, one day she was just, uh, I was just going through my LinkedIn mm-hmm. page and she was asking what is a performance engineer? Why, uh, why there is a performance engineer under your name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then uh, the time okay how do i explain to my kid what i'm doing for the, yeah. for the life <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. just to we have to explain on their world right i mean we can i cannot tell okay i test websites i cannot uh, tell that then she yeah. will ask what is a website <laughs> <laughs> and then i started explaining about uh, their uh, world i mean, I, i just took one example uh, say you have a coin you have a dollar mm. and there is a candy dispensing machine mm. so out once you insert a coin then the dispenser machine will uh, dispense the candy so what if the candy dispensing machine is taking more time to dispense the candy and then she told uh, then i don't use that machine <laughs> something is wrong with it that's what she told me mm-hmm. so that's what your father do i mean basically i find is something wrong uh, how long it is taking to dispense the candy mm-hmm. so that's what we i do for a living <laughs> <laughs> then she asking okay so then you fix the candy machine then <laughs> that was her assumption actually whether i actually go to walmart uh, or to some other place to fix the candy machine then uh, i told no but uh, think like uh, if you are browsing your uh, education materials like they watch all videos right in uh, youtube or they nowadays everything is online for their, yeah especially uh, now correct yeah they use google classroom then mm-hmm. i told her okay if the google classroom is not opening uh, in 2 minutes then you call your daddy right so i i just make sure it is not taking more time yeah so that's how i explained to my kid yeah that's a very good example 
you know at least to explain it to kids uh, what we do as part of but even course. today my father doesn't know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that happens navin what inspired you to contribute back to performance we spoke about this uh, a little while back but if you could explain a little more so the reason uh, th- th- there is a selfish reason and also mm-hmm. there there is a uh, selfless reason mm-hmm. <laughs> so self uh, selfish means uh, i want to keep a track of what problem i solved on that day how mm-hmm. i solved it uh, people forget right and uh, uh, even if you are working in a secure environment you cannot uh, uh, log that information to the internet yeah so uh, we have to keep in in that in mind and at the end of the day we should try to i should try to put it in the common words uh, not violating any company policy and uh, so that it can be useful to myself in future and also it should be useful to others yeah so that's why i started uh, the blog and uh, initially uh, i was not uh, focusing on how many visitors mm-hmm. they uh, they read but that was not my intention mm-hmm. so i just put it there if people like it they can read if they people has issues they can comment and if they don't care yeah they don't care about the blogs yeah so i don't focus on seo i don't focus on the ui i don't focus on uh, anything uh, trivial mm. uh, i just write whatever things uh, will be useful uh, to others or to myself i just put it there and people likes it yes uh, i don't uh, advertise my blog mm. i have seen many people uh, they just uh, spam mm-hmm. other uh, groups or the whatsapp groups or facebook groups but i don't uh, like that so mm-hmm. i just i just publish if if people likes it definitely they will share themselves yeah exactly right uh, so that that is my even today also i don't care about how many views i am getting in my uh, youtube many people will ask me why there is a less number of views to my youtube videos mm-hmm. i don't i don't care even my wife also why you are posting youtube videos why okay. are you wasting your time <laughs> <laughs> that's what she will ask me only person you watch your videos is only you or uh, your kids why you are posting that <laughs> then i'll say myself okay i don't uh, worry about number of views i mm. just uh, post it yeah yeah you know, in future in can in some case if people find it's very useful they will uh, use it yeah. they will share yeah so i is just a self motivation uh, nothing someone motivates me no Uh, if someone is uh, encouraging no only encouragement i'm getting from the uh, my uh, facebook uh, comments or uh, linkedin comments mm. and uh, linkedin chat so that those things are keeping me going yeah so you started with the uh, qa insights blog and then you have i think you now have a uh, udemy course and you also do uh, tutorials on youtube right uh you know yes. uh, di- did you start that as an extension or uh you thought that will add more value to you know people who want to learn no, what was uh, your thought my, uh, yeah my initial days i have focused only on qinsights.com my blog mm-hmm. nothing else but uh, eventually udemy got attraction mm-hmm. uh, no more people uh, got into udemy actually i uh, i was late in the game mm-hmm. in youtube Mm-hmm. if i had have started focused on youtube then i would have earned uh, 
100k subscribers now mm. <laughs> so I, i felt uh, even i even today also i worried but today is the day right you don't worry about what happened first past yeah today is the day so that's why i started uh, expanding my uh, raison to uh, udemy but money making is not my intention i didn't publish much course in udemy mm-hmm. uh, i try to keep things uh, as free as possible mm. even today if you see about jmeter there are a lot of courses in udemy and even uh, youtube also a lot of good courses but i have covered a lot for free in my youtube videos yeah yeah i've seen those no one uh, no one has covered i can say can certainly claim that mm. no one has covered the, that depth about jmeter yeah in free version even if you paid also you don't get that much information about uh, jmeter yes yes i mean that's the uh, awesome part because you know uh, people are i mean i have seen that people find it difficult to get started with jmeter and mm-hmm. i think your youtube videos are really a place where people get, can get started easily and those videos are really easy to understand and uh, i like the way you have split uh, them into multiple episodes it is easy to grasp right correct because and i don't people don't like uh, long duration video <laughs> exactly that's what we were talking about earlier what next do you think uh, you know uh, can you do to help people learn more do you have other plans or you just want to make more and more youtube videos yes uh, i try to keep uh, my blog and uh, youtube uh, in a same weightage mm-hmm. uh, when, I, when i publish a blog then i try to put it in a video form so that's what i try to do but uh, by going forward uh, thought of putting more videos about performance uh, engineering aspects so mm-hmm. not with respect to the tools but uh, how you can solve how you can identify bottleneck yeah so those kind of videos i planning but uh, from my knowledge perspective only i can create some videos if mm-hmm. i don't have that knowledge i cannot uh, create those videos right yeah for example if someone is asking database performance then i don't have that answer because i was not into database performance yeah so how much uh, time uh, do these videos take for you to make believe me or not it took mm-hmm. me at least an hour to create a 3 minute video 3 to 5 minutes video yeah so uh, because it's... i have to uh, practice myself mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, i have to learn that concept i cannot uh, share the knowledge with which, which i don't have right exactly. so i i try to gain that knowledge by uh, reading the uh, documentation or by working knowledge then i try uh, i should not violate any policy whatever i learned right then mm. i have to come up with my own demo uh, my own uh, demo application then uh, my own uh, scenario yeah so i should not copy from other videos exactly. i should be try to be as unique as possible mm. then i have to create some kind of a powerpoint or some animation then uh, the demonstration then uh, multiple retakes will be there yes exactly <laughs> my kids will be shouting outside <laughs> or someone will be knocking at the door or uh, some noises from the upstairs yeah so i should uh, remove that those obstacles in my recordings then mm. i have to remove the background noise my uh, cpu is making <laughs> so a lot of effort is coming up from one video people uh, don't think uh, those effort they see only what is there in the outside uh, the outcome of the video yeah yeah a lot of effort uh, yeah. blog means i can edit any time but yeah. video means once it is recorded i have to the whole retake i have to go 
actually yeah. one day what happened uh, i t- i took a one long shot 30 minutes mm-hmm. but i forgot to unmute myself oh. so this happens and then i have to reshoot again yeah but in the process you you also learn right correct yes yeah daily i am uh, learning something yeah. new exactly. i try to keep a log of those things yeah and i've uh, seen that you have created some plugins in python uh, i would say that's a very great contribution because from from the number of people i have interacted till now there are very few people who contribute to open source project i think everybody who is doing performance work should start contributing back to at least the tool right for for example if we take uh, jmeter uh, there are still a lot of functionality missing and i think people should start contributing in terms of uh, building plugins for it right what do you think correct yes yeah but uh, when it come when it, when you think from the performance uh, tester perspective mm. as a qa engineer right people uh, they will not have uh, exposure on uh, development perspective mm. yeah they do not know uh, how a professional uh, developer they write code yeah even yeah. including me and i'm not telling uh, pointing fingers i'm including me also mm. i don't have any professional development experience mm-hmm. so when it comes to jmeter contribution uh, from plugins perspective mm. you don't get uh, much help from the uh, official documentation yeah even if i want to develop a plugin because i recently have gone through this uh, phase mm-hmm. i uh, i got an idea mm. and then uh, i thought of creating a sampler for uh, jmeter mm-hmm. there was no uh, official uh, documentation it is there but it is not helpful from people uh, who are coming from the testing uh, development experience mm. okay we are test developer not a developer yeah and when you uh, when you start uh, writing code definitely you are in uh, no man zone Hmm. nobody and then i help. started uh, yeah then i started learning i deep dive into jmeter how jmeter works yeah okay uh, from the tool perspective i know how jmeter works but from the development perspective how you can start developing your own plugin then i it took me 2 to 3 weeks to figure it out hmm. okay what is my ide how the ide should be set up okay where i have to start yeah how i can write my logic so it took me 2 to 3 weeks then i created a, a simple sampler it is available in github mm-hmm. but i have not published in the plugins repository eventually i will do mm-hmm. but it took me a, a while uh, to understand how things works in the backend mm-hmm. yeah but that's again a learning process and again learning process yes yeah that's that's what we are supposed to do all the time right correct you need to correct. be continuously learning so maybe correct. you can do a video on how to get started with plugin development <laughs> yes yeah i thought i thought of creating is yes yeah, definitely it's in my roadmap yeah. at least uh, a small hello world sampler exactly yeah moving on to the next question so navin i and you have been doing a lot of performance projects across projects there will be some uh, bad things happening or some anti patterns happening in performance projects so if you are given the power what would you like to change or how would you affect try to affect those uh, projects positively i try to engage performance engineers mm. in the very early in the phase mm-hmm. we are talking about shift left shift right yeah uh, around some or eight years ago there was a waterfall so even on waterfall also 
people engage uh, very late as a performance tester or a QA. Hmm. We engage uh, in a, a late phase, right? Even yeah. in Agile also, people are doing the same. Believe me or not, even in Agile, performance engineers, they still engaging late in the game. Yeah. People say Agile, but we are late. Hmm. So that thing has to change. That thing, uh, it, it should come from the management, from the product owners, from yes. the architects. Yeah. So they should uh, engage the performance engineers as they are designing the application or the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Even so, today it's happening. I mean, people are saying agile, but we are not agile. Yes. Uh, earlier, uh, you do your testing earlier, you catch bugs and you don't Correct. have to put a lot of effort to fix those, right? That's the whole point. Correct. Correct. Even we are doing API testing. Okay. When we are engaging in API performance testing, we, are, we have mock services. Okay. Mock services, we cannot uh, baseline, right? So only for mocking. Yeah. So even in API, we should engage early. We should get the infrastructure early. We should uh, baseline our test early as possible, not only during the, uh, after the automation or after the functional testing is done. Because exactly. we are going with the happy path scenario. Happy path scenario should be done after the unit testing is done. Exactly. So we have to get the infrastructure ourselves. Okay, using Kubernetes, just uh, spin up some uh, cloud infrastructure and baseline the test. Engage uh, performance engineers early in the game, not uh, during, uh, after the automation or after the queue. So Navid, you must have done a lot of projects uh, in performance by now in your uh, last decade of experience. So uh, what do you think are some quick wins? Whenever you get a project, uh, you will be, I think you'll naturally go and check for some things uh, where you think there will be performance issues. So what are such things uh, you have come across in your career? So most of the issues I have found uh, in the backend layer, Hmm. mainly uh, database. Oh, yeah. So most of the issues uh, we, I executed many uh, load testing, stress testing, even in production also I have executed multiple times. Mm-hmm. So most of the performance issues relies on the backend layer. So mainly uh, statement calls, whenever mm-hmm. there is an update query or whenever there is a huge uh, update uh, or get. So those statements uh, took more time uh, to give back the response under the load. If you send one or two requests, it will be fine. But when you send the loads of requests, so mainly the uh, database statements, that's why I have found uh, the most of the issues and I have worked with uh, uh, architects to fine tune the queries. Hmm. So most of the issues relays on the database from my experience. Yeah. Apart from that, I have extensively worked on APIs, mm-hmm. uh, REST APIs. Mm-hmm. And in the REST APIs, uh, most of the issues I have found in the, the response size. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You will be getting huge response size. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of uh, invalid based on the infrastructure we got. Mm-hmm. So assume that you have only uh, one MBPS line. Mm-hmm. Right? So maximum one MBPS only you can transfer. So in that uh, one MBPS line, if you are sending two MB, then how your response time will be. Yeah. You cannot get 2 MB in 1 MBPS, right? It will take two seconds yeah, at least. It'll, yeah, it will take double the time. Uh, how can the SLA could be one second in that, yeah. in that case? Yeah. So this is the uh, details uh, engineers has to focus. 
they okay architects are giving okay one second response time then you cannot simply follow the one second response time yeah right yeah so i always tell people get the architecture diagram get the solution diagram from your uh, project uh, team mm. and uh, go through it and understand the details exactly so this is this should be the first step for any performance engineer so uh, yeah i have seen that uh, many people find it difficult to uh, get access to these kind of stuff right uh, understanding the architecture it's correct. difficult but uh, it has to be pursued there's no other go right correct yeah. i think architecture is they uh, usually should be very high level hmm. but uh, yeah the that information will be helpful uh, whenever you design your uh, flows yeah you can check uh, which part of the architecture can be stressed using your load test that uh, you know, it helps you design your tests yeah correct correct yeah whether you want to focus on uh, app layer or uh, web layer or exactly. load balancer or hmm. database or some third party microservices exactly so one of the project uh, we had uh, we had a google maps embedded in the web page mm -hmm. and they asked me to load test that particular web page mm -hmm. and then they told me okay run some 10000 requests okay then if i load that page then there definitely there will be a call to google maps api so do we have the pricing informed the billing information to google maps because we will be consuming that google maps api whenever we load that page so the in that case the manager told okay no then why are asking me to test with 10000 requests per second yeah. either disable the google maps or make a mock that particular api or reduce the requests per second yeah right so this is the approach people should take okay they should not follow something they asked that from the architects or development team they should ask short questions yeah 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 that's a, a hallmark of a good performance engineer ask as many questions as possible correct yeah no question is dump only the yeah. answers are exactly so uh, otherwise you may end up with a huge bill right as in your case correct correct yeah so navin uh, what is some career advice you would like to give uh, newbie performance engineers okay recently i got one uh, a message in linkedin mm. so the question is like uh, this okay i i am doing a stress testing mm. how can i do that mm. this is the, this is the question a person pinged me and asked so this is not the approach uh, you should follow right when directly he is new to performance mm. then uh, he is asking me to give some knowledge about stress testing mm. so definitely i cannot help so people are directly jumping to stress testing without the fundamentals yeah when you are new to performance uh, you cannot start the load testing or stress testing in day one yeah even including me i was i, I was doing wrong because that time the, the client we were in a situation to deliver the scripts but that's not the way you should uh, engage your testers to do stuffs so if you are into performance you have to start from the fundamentals for example if you take uh, a musician or ehar rahman or elay raja right so they are good in fundamentals by nature yeah they are very good in the fundamental modes then only they should be able to compose the uh, the songs uh, melodies right it's a evergreen 
songs exactly so that's how people uh, create stuffs so as a performance tester that uh, the rule holds good for everyone if you are doing something you should be fundamentally good correct if you are a physicist then you should know the fundamentals laws of physics so as a performance engineer you should know how things works basically yeah okay how networking works how uh, if you for example if you take http how http works if you take a dns okay how dns works so you have to deep dive into that yeah so you have to learn about networking you have to learn about osi you have to learn about dns caching there a lot of things keeps on i can keep on going actually Hmm. So if you are testing new to web application testing, okay, understand about how a web works, how your application works, how uh, the tool works, right? Exactly. Right? Yeah. How how to configure think time? Whether you are configuring the think time, okay, without think time you are doing it wrong. There should be a think time. Hmm. There should be a timer in your Jmeter test plan. Otherwise, you are doing wrong, and it will skew the results. and it will not be helpful to anyone yeah so spend a couple of weeks yeah spend couple of weeks in learning the fundamentals most new people are in this position that uh, they're just asked to learn something uh, learn some tool and do performance testing so i think that comes from there but even then they always have the you know opportunity to say i don't know anything i need to learn give me some time so that i can deliver value by doing the right thing right correct i think that is where uh, uh, people should start yeah But nowadays we have the tools right we have lot of tools open source and uh, commercial yeah. uh, even if you take uh, developer tools in the browser we can learn a lot from the developer tools exactly so what is the request you are sending what is the response i am getting how we can we can profile you can see the response uh, client side performance and you can debug uh, the elements Yeah. so uh, there is a proxy tools you can capture the request via proxy so wireshark or mtm uh, mitm proxy so there are a lot of tools available so only thing is you have to start learning there are a lot of free resources available and make sure you start from the basics exactly as you said uh, fundamentals are really important questions the right questions should be asked why am i doing this what am i supposed to do how can i deliver value by doing this right that's what right. is very important yes so i'm not saying you have to deep dive for instance you can take uh, dns so i'm not yeah. telling you should be an expert in dns exactly. at least you should know okay what is dns how you can configure dns how it will be helpful in your application testing so those things if you learn it will be helpful forever so we are coming to the last uh, question of today so apart from your blogs youtube videos what other sources of information do you suggest our listeners i suggest to read books the actual books mm -hmm. not the uh, pdf uh, versions hmm. so try to get some actual books uh, there are a lot of uh, books about performance general uh, anything about performance like a database performance or system performance or web application performance there are a lot of books available mm -hmm. so i suggest uh, try to uh, uh, get the books Uh, actually physical book and uh, read and also start listening to podcast i am sure uh, in india podcasts are not very famous like mm. other medias yeah youtube is famous of course uh, and uh, we have the uh, web but podcasts uh, there are a lot of good podcasts available uh, for performance yeah 
So uh, I listen uh, before I go to sleep. I listen at least fifteen uh, to thirty minutes, mm. and I sometimes I, f- I fall asleep by listening the podcast. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, it's good, right? At least uh, you should uh, learn a different uh, things from many people. Yeah, uh, you are not stick to only the web or books. Uh, even the podcast also uh, enlightens you yeah. in performance. i think uh, with podcasts the advantage is that you can continue to do your chores and then you can gain knowledge at the same yes. time yeah your podcast can be run i mean you can also work nowadays everyone is working from home yeah. so you can podcast it can be played in mobile and then you can just uh, start working on your application and basically one last thing is uh, go through the official documentation so whenever there is a question mm-hmm. your first place uh, uh, should be asking your colleagues because colleagues will have the knowledge about your application and because they would have done similar things in the past so apart from your colleagues before you go to google uh, go to the official documentation of any product you are working mm-hmm. so that is the way you should follow first your colleagues then uh, your uh, official documentation then uh, google that's a good 40 minutes we spent uh, conversing about all things performance i would like to thank you uh, on behalf of our listeners and uh, what the perf podcast thank you so much navin for uh, making time out of your busy schedule and uh, talking to us yeah thanks for having me mrunal uh, actually this is my first uh, public appearance in podcast world podcast yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for inviting me yeah thank you so much uh, have a good night navin thanks that was an interesting chat with navin I hope our listeners get inspired to contribute back to the performance community like Naveen. So now it's time for what the crash. I'm going to highlight just one crashed website which was India's tax department's website. The last day to attach Aadhaar number which is a unique identity number given to residents of India with the PAN which is a tax account number. Uh the last date was on March 31st. as expected people waited till the last day and swarmed the website on 31st resulting in the crash uh rcas of government website crashes usually don't make it to the public domain but since this was an expected event given that the deadline had been pushed multiple times uh, the agency handling the website should have planned this that brings us to the end of this episode i hope you liked it Stay safe and stay indoors. See you in the next one.